0: The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. Those that are in the Warsaw you may be working tonight. God bless you that you're watching. Those that are, that are towards Chicago, you may be watching. God bless you. And those are our friends down in Florida. It's glad to see you and, and that you're watching and you're a blessing to this ministry. And those that are all around the area, we've got We've got family and friends that are in Indianapolis and across the world, in Germany and Portugal. And uh, so let's welcome them tonight, shall we, those watching? Let's welcome you. God bless you for watching. And uh, we hope that tonight you would receive, you travel tonight, that you'd be blessed, you'd be safe. And may the Lord bless you and encourage you tonight. May you get something out of the Word tonight. Amen? I, I, I hope that some of you receive tonight. We're, we're continuing on from what Pastor was ministering on Sunday. So, how many of you got something on Sunday? Amen. You received something from the Lord. Did 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 anything jump off the pages at you that blessed and encouraged you? Because it did me, and I hope that those were watching would would be able to receive and be, be encouraged in the Word. And and Pastor was he was in uh, in Matthew chapter six and and chapter seven, and we're going to continue on in a in a small portion of what he was at and and study the Word. Amen. Tonight's a night of study. Tonight's a night of being discipled. Amen. And you can't spell disciple without having some discipline. So there has to be something about us that wants to get in the Word of God, that has a desire to get in the Word of God, to allow, how many of you have heard me say about being on a potter's wheel? Amen. Amen? It's where you read the Word of God and you study it, you get encouraged. But how many of you know that sometimes when you hear the Word of God, it challenges you a little bit. It, it polishes you a little bit. It maybe reveals things to you that sometimes it's like, yes! And sometimes the word reveals something to you where it's like, ouch. Right? But it's for our growth. Amen? Sometimes there's something to be polished on. Sometimes there's things in our life that need to be cut off. Amen? The Word of God, God says that sometimes that, that God will prune us so that we will have growth. Amen? How many of you have grown tomato plants? Right? What do you do when you start getting enough of a tomato plant and you, you start seeing those little leaves and that? You trim, you, you pluck, you, you prune that plant so that it will grow fruit. If you have an apple tree, you may, you may prune your branches or, or uh, a peach tree. Some of you got peach trees. And you, you may find yourself pruning the tree so that it will provide more fruit amen and god's looking for fruit amen others are looking for fruit on your tree if you haven't realized it how many of you got people coming to you asking you questions amen. it's a blessing of god when somebody can look at you and say i see something different in you i see something can you help me with this i i just have a question here i just have a need here and i hope that those of you here at the river have already learned it and those of you who'd be watching that if you have a prayer of need, that feel free to email us, call us, come to come to the church. You're welcome, and and see that we might help you in your time of need because that's what we're here for, and and to be able to support and encourage one another, another up, amen. And in the scriptures that pastor was at on, on Sunday, it ties incredibly well into a series of messages that we've been talking about. How how many times have you heard from me uh, this pulpit this year? Psalms 51, right? And, so, and, and David was, was pleading with the Lord and, 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 and call upon the Lord. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God. This is 51 and 10, right? He says, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. And it's amazing when you get into scriptures what pastors are ministering on, that it all fits what the Lord is doing and molding us because because I spoke the last time I spoke that repentance was the key to bearing good fruit. Repentance is also the key to having your prayers answered. Hello, I'm going to show you in scripture night and study because because I know a lot of people that are praying to God right now. But they're having mixed results. I know a lot of people that are calling upon the Lord, but they're not living a life pleasing to the Lord. Hello? And in this word, the, Jesus teaches and can mold us and shape us to help us to have our needs met, right? Pastor talked about on Sunday, he said, do not worry, right? How many of you know people that are worrying right now? let me give you an acronym that's called frog first rely on God amen Amen? so if you're going through something right now can I get your eyes on to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 pastor was talking at verse 33 he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen? So, so what is the key? Who you're seeking. And is He first? Or are material things first? Is our position in life, maybe our job, Right? Who's first? We talked about in messages in the past about getting our eyes on Jesus. Have I got it all figured out? Have I always sought God first? No. I've failed at times. And the Lord will mold me and shape me to say, get your eyes on me. Put your trust in me. Doesn't the Bible say, lean not on your own understanding? Before that it says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. So I give you that that saying that I've I've had that in my Bible for a long, long time. To remember frog. First, rely on God. And if I encourage you in the word tonight, if you're going through something, you're going through need, you're going through lack, you're you're having um, you're having anything that you're praying about. Rely on God. Trust in God. He's faithful. Amen. Amen. So. I hope by now you're in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 7, because we're going to go into Matthew chapter 7 and see how this ties into creating in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. How many of you, how many of you um, have ever found yourself not steadfast in prayer? Yeah? Where we get so busy... In a routine. And it takes discipline. To apply. This word. To pray. It may start off slow. But once you make it a habit. Right. And it becomes a discipline in your life. Because before you got saved. It wasn't part of your daily routine was it. But now. As you grow and you mature in the Lord. You rely on God. You go into prayer. But sometimes we lose that steadfastness on prayer and we're look, we're going to tie these verses in who would have thought that maybe we need to renew that steadfast spirit in prayer amen if more people would pray before they act I think they would be a little better off amen because I tell you that from experience because I did enough things on my own understanding that I didn't go to the Lord in prayer first. And you know what I did? I messed it up. That's all right. You're going to leave me up here by myself tonight. It's okay. In Bible study, I'm used to it. So let's go into, into, into chapter 7, verse 7. In the title of this section in, in my Bible, in the Spirit-filled Bible, uh, it says, keep asking, seeking, knocking. And this look what Jesus says. It's in red tonight. So we're continuing from what Pastor was ministering on Sunday. And, and the Bible says, Jesus said in it's in red, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be open. There's promises there. What's Jesus talking about here? He's talking about prayer. He's talking about asking the Father. Asking. You notice it doesn't say demand from the Lord. It says ask. It says to seek and to knock. And I was writing down, I was studying and praying about this, and when you ask the Lord, how do you go to the Lord in prayer? Is it a full grocery list? Give me, give me, give me God, like a cosmic bellhop, like he's a genie in the bottle, I'm going through something. Oh, let me pull him off the shelf. God, give me, give me, give me, give me. I got a need, need, need. Give me, need, give me. I hope that's not you. I hope that through tonight that maybe we learn that there is a method and a, and a way and an honor and a respect that you go to the Father. And Jesus taught it in the scriptures before this, right? In Matthew chapter 6. He's saying, our Father in heaven. Where's his eyes? Right? Allow it be your, what? Holy name. The name above every name, right? The holy name. There's reverence there, right? But let me tell you, if you're living on one side where you're, you're a Christian claiming that you're saved and you're praying, and out of this same mouth defies God and uses his, his name as a cuss word, you have a problem. You're going to have a direct issue with having your prayers met because you're not meeting the conditions of coming to the Father with reverence. If it's a grocery list prayer, gimme, 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 or there's sin in your life and you put demands on God like He's your butler, it's not going to work for you. You're looking at me like like deer in a headlight, possum in the headlight. Let me let me put it this way: if you went to your parents or your children went to you and you said dad I want ten dollars give it to me now I don't know about you but in my house I'm gonna go excuse me oh no? but then if you go to them and said dad I really have this need I want to do this and have that can I have ten dollars do you think it doesn't change the relationship there's there's a total difference in how you come to God and some people believe that they can do everything they want to do they believe that they can just pull God off of a shelf and treat him like a cosmic bellhop and say give me give me give me my grocery list I'm done with you for the day and put him on the shelf and that's not how you get your prayers answered amen so so we have to be considerate of who we're serving with that honor and that respect. Can, does, do these scriptures mean that you can just do whatever you want, you can name it and claim it, and if I ask, I'm going to get it no matter what happens, I don't care what life I live, I'm going to get it. No, it doesn't. But some people are so deceived, they think that they can live however they want. Name it, claim it, I'm good, with no boundaries. That's not they don't like hearing that, but praise God, you're willing to hear it from 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 the scriptures because it's to teach us. And maybe you all already know, maybe those watching, but maybe that they may be about the things of God. You know, we're called to equip others. Right. And so you do that through the word of God, not through my own opinion. I could tell you my own opinion, but that doesn't work. It's through the word of God on how we ask in our position with the Lord. So if, if you're in prayer and and you're living the lifestyle however you want to and you're using the Lord's name in vain or you're living a life of adultery or lying or cheating or stealing or you know, you're living this double standard of light and do you see a problem with that? Let me show you scripture and I'm going to show you why it's a problem and why there's people around us that are not having their prayers answered. Okay, So go with me real quickly into Isaiah chapter 59. There's so many people today, they they just say God is love, and I can do whatever I want to, and all the things that go on, but let me show you what the Word of God says. And when I heard this scripture... This scripture messed me up for a little bit because I thought that that God was just whatever. He you know, whatever I have a need, as long as I ask, it's 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 a done deal. But there's a problem. I wasn't living a life pleasing to God. And look what the scripture says. Are you there? It says in, in verse 59, it says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Verse two. But your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Do you see a problem? You see, our relationship with the Lord is very important, obviously, to having our prayers met. He's not our cosmic bellhop. He's our heavenly father. He's the creator. He, We are to give him reverence and honor. But if we're living outside the will of God. And we're living in sin. He's not even obligated to hear. Other than Lord save me a sinner. Boy is that. That was. You want to talk about potter's wheel material for me. I'd never heard that. And. Pastor showed me that scripture that brought light to my life going, wow, how many people do you know that say I believe in Jesus, but they're living totally contrary to the word of God. And they wonder why things aren't working for them. That's why we say repent and turn. Just like in the prodigal son, you've got to get back to the father's house, repent and turn, and renew that relationship of getting underneath the father in authority so that you may have your prayers answered and your needs met according to His will. Because if you're living outside of His will, if you're living outside that covering that He offers, is it possible that our prayers aren't even being heard? I've heard people say that. I don't feel like my are getting over the ceiling. Well, if you're living in sin, it's very possible that they're not getting through the ceiling. So What God is obligated to hear is, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Create in me, hello, a clean heart, O God, and renew me in that steadfast spirit. Do you see the connection now? You see? And that's why we have to teach this, because there's a lot of people that say, Well, I believe in God, but they are living a life contrary to the Lord. And when we love them enough to say, come back to the Father's house. When we love them enough to say, listen, do you not see that you're living contrary to the Word of God? Or that this is going on and this is not pleasing to the Lord that we restore because we're a ministry of reconciliation, right? right. So you can't get to that point until there's a coming to Jesus moment and getting back to the Father's house. Amen? So so the... Our position is important. If we're born again, if we've repented, we've turned. Guess what? You've renewed that relationship with the Father. Welcome home. You're back under His covering. Now we've we've we know what it's like to be drifted away. We lived in Peapodville, right? The prodigal son. We. He went his own way. He did his own thing. He got his mind right. He come back to Jesus. He repented. Come back to the Father. What did the Father do? He put a ring on him. He put a robe on him. He put sandals on his feet. Hello? And now that relationship's renewed. The blessing's renewed. The covering's renewed. The financial blessing is renewed. And now we can move on and grow in the Lord. Amen? But too many people I know have come to me. They said, well, pray for me. And they're living in sin. Right. So there is a condition to when when you hear ask and it will be given to you. Right. You can ask, but if you're living in sin, he's not even obligated to hear that prayer that you're. Right. Is that too that too deep. No. So there's a condition, there's a reverence. He's and, and then we'll get into some more. So let me keep reading. In verse 9 it says, Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a servant, serpent? If you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Amen? There's, there's a way... To go to God, there's a way to come to Him. And my concern is that there's a lot of people that say I believe in God, but they're not living right before Him. They they say they believe in Jesus, but they're not in this book. They say they believe in Jesus, but I wonder if they're asking the Lord anything. Are they seeking the Lord daily? The Lord says, seek him and you'll find him. Right? So, so this, is a, this is a request. This is a petition. It's not a demand. There's a big difference, right? The word usually describes a uh, suppliant making request of someone in higher position, such as an individual asking something from God. I reference uh, like a son, you know, my son, he all he's got to do is say, "Dad, I'm hungry." He gets it. Dad, my my shoes are worn out. Can I have a new pair of shoes? Yep. Yeah. But Jesus' reference, he goes, he goes, he he calls he 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 kind of hits home a little bit because he because because he, he mentions he says, "If you then be an evil, <laughs> ouch, right." Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Keep asking. If you've repented, you've turned, and your relationship is renewed with the Lord, can I encourage you today, make this a daily routine of prayer of asking the Lord and don't give up. Amen. If you have a need that you're waiting on, if you have something you're waiting on, things in your life, we all have things that we're praying, praying to the Lord about. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on seeking. That, that getting to find something. You're digging for something. Or that knocking where you're urgently... How many of you have got urgent prayer needs? Yeah. Where you're like, Lord, I need Your attention right now. Keep knocking. Get His attention. Lord, I need You. As opposed to Lord, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. There's a way to come to God. Amen? So I asked you originally about, you know, does this mean that just when we ask, we get everything we want? No. Sometimes it's the Lord's timing. Sometimes protecting us from some things. But how many of you know we, when we pray, we want something now? I don't want to wait. Yeah. You're praying like, "Lord, I I could just use this right now." Yeah. But he's saying, "Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking because who for who for everyone who asks receives. That's a promise. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Keep believing." Amen. So in this study, I also was thinking about this because there's a lot more here in, in chapter 7. But, but let's look at this because I want to see your prayers answered. Amen? Amen? If you have a need before God, he's, he's, He created you, right? right. So if, if, if you have a sickness, who better to heal you than Him? Right. He made you, so that means He can fix you. Exactly. He's your provider, so He has the ultimate resources. Amen? If you have relationships and things that need fixed, he's the ultimate mender. You find yourself between a rock and a hard spot, he's the best rock mover there is. Hello? Right? So I want to see your, your prayers answered. I don't want to see you living in lack. That's why I minister to people. I've tried to help people repeatedly, showing them the way, even bringing them stuff on the street and saying, listen, listen, rely on god seek first the kingdom of god come to jesus i can meet your need for a second and maybe for a night and even for tomorrow but jesus can fulfill you and sustain you for a lifetime i i cannot stand seeing people living in lack and going through troubles but sometimes we go through different trials and, and and tribulations don't we and there's so many people i want to help but if I could just get them to first rely on God. That's like the biggest battle, isn't it? You see them and It's like, would you just turn to God? Because they're like the prodigal son. They've done everything on their own. They want everything how they want it. genie in a bottle? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. There you are, Jesus. Now, what's in it for me? It doesn't work that way. There's got to be a heart change. You see, there's a lot of people that we're around that have a heart condition, they don't even realize it. And see, that's the problem in Warsaw in this area is, is there's people slipping into sin. They don't even realize that they've separated themselves from God. Hello? So let's look what James says because it's, it's important that we, we address this in this teaching. I, I, I don't think we'll get through the rest of these because of these other scriptures. So maybe we'll continue on this, but go with James, would you? In James 1. And let's just study this a little bit and let's look at what the Word of God says because I want to see your, your prayers answered. When, I, when we pray for you, we want to believe and agree that calling those things are not as if they were, Amen. right? So go with me into uh, James chapter 1. Are you there? It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. And he says in verse two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Yeah, how many times you heard me minister on this? Count it all joy. Well, I don't want to. The Bible says count it all joy. How many of you had to be on the potter's wheel when you're going through something to get up in the morning and rejoice that you have another day? Even though you know you're going to face trials today? Hello, even though that you know that there's circumstances headed towards you, but you're going to press through and trust the Lord, fully rely on on God today. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to say thank you, Lord, before my feet even hit the floor. And I and I'm going to count it all joy when I fall into these various trials. He says, knowing that the testing of your faith is patience, there's growth. Amen? Amen. It produces something. Patience is fruit. He says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Amen? Sign me up for that. But sometimes you've got to go through some things to get there. But look at verse 5 says. This is important. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to how many? All. All. Why? Because you asked. Who gives to all liberally and without a reproach, and it will be given to him. Isn't that another promise? Right? Verse 6 says, now listen, here's here's where it gets good. Here's potter's wheel material. But let him ask in faith with what? No doubting. Oh, boy. That's the word of God. That's not Corey's opinion. But he says, Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways ouch does that does that reveal some things that we need some work on some things that as we pray we believe fully in faith and we kill our doubts we feed our faith as pastor Summerall would say feed our faith and starve our doubts amen this takes practice this takes Endurance. This takes uh, a discipline of starving our fear, starving our doubts to death. Because he says, For let not that man suppose that he receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable. So what does that mean to you? One minute you're on the Lord's side. One moment you're on the enemy's side. One moment we're speaking blessings. One moment we're speaking cursings. But Jesus just said, anyone who asks shall receive. But James clarifies it and says, listen, you can ask the Lord all you want, paraphrasing, but if you're going to be double-minded... And you're going to allow doubt. He says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. I don't know about you, but I've got some work to do. Right? I've got to get rid of the doubts. I've got to get rid of this, this carnal-minded self-reliance. I've got to fully rely on God and get rid of that fear, get rid of that doubt, amen? Because he says, that kind of person is double-minded in all his ways. Right? So if he's double-minded in all his ways, he says that he will... suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So if you are in prayer, right, and we pray together, and... We're believing for something together, right? So let's put this into teaching. Let's put this in perspective. If, I, if we're in agreement, there's two or three. There he is in the midst, right? The Lord is there. We're coming to each other in prayer. We're, we're born-again believers, right? We believe in the Lord, we the Lord. We're asking the Lord. We're seeking the Lord. We're knocking on the door. We're looking for favor. We're looking for blessing. We're maybe looking for healing. We're looking for this. And we pray that prayer of agreement. And then right after that, we say, I sure hope that works. Right? What kind of person is that? That's double-minded. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. You can ask in faith, but the moment that you apply the doubting to that, it messes up everything. And I see too many people. I've met people that, that you pray for and they're like, I hope that works. They get out in the parking lot and go, I don't, I don't know if that works, but I sure hope it works. Well, are you believing the Lord or are you not believing the Lord? this takes discipline this takes teaching this takes uh, a pastor or someone that say listen reveal this because I didn't I didn't understand this in the scriptures my own mouth you speak life or you speak death right so you speak fear or you speak faith right you you speak life or you speak doubt but the moment that you agree you're good and then the moment you go well I I, I don't know I I'm hoping the Lord will do this. You just messed it up. Okay? Work on it. That's the potter's wheel. Some of you, that might have been a black shop, blacksmith shop. For me, that's potter's wheel material saying, listen, you've got to get this tongue in check. Believe in faith. The Lord is my provider. Amen. Done. The Lord is my healer. There it is. Amen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Boom. Amen. There it is. No plague or sickness shall come near my dwelling. Boom. There it is. Hallelujah. Stand on the word of God and in faith believe. Ask and you shall receive. Amen. Seek and you shall find. Knock and shall And it will be open for you. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to be allowing the word of God to mold us and say, listen, I'm just going to believe. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to fully rely on God on this situation. Does that mean we just sit on our lazy boys and do nothing? No, I've taught you that. It's it's like fishing or hunting. You you don't sit back in laziness. You, your expectation is as, as if I just, when I throw my bobber out and I'm expecting that fish to bite. I'm not out there drowned in worms. I'm expecting dinner to happen. Right? I'm expecting. I'm in eager expectation. A person that's double-minded or doubting is not. They're going well. I just hope God moves on my behalf. I hope it works. No, I have an expectation. To see God move in whatever area it is in your life. Whether it's healing or provision, whatever, right? So let's move down a little further. Here's some bonus material. Let's go into James chapter 4. James is, I love the book of James. Because in James chapter 3 it talks about the tongue. You might want to study that a little bit. Let's let's just go there for a minute, because we're talking about having our air, our prayers answered, right? We're talking about creating me a clean heart. We're talking about not being unstable and double-minded. Go with me into James chapter three uh, verse um, nine. Right? Are you there? It says with it in these scriptures, he's talking about the tongue. It is the tongue in these scriptures, the untamable tongue. We bless our God, and with it we curse men. That is an unstable person. That is a double-minded man that is most likely a deceived Christian who thinks that they're saved, that thinks, and they're a false convert because they talk one way and talk the next. And no one wants to hear that, and they get mad at me, and I'll probably get emails over it. But you've got to get this tongue in check if you're born again. Right. Look what he says. He says, with it, we curse men who have been made in this in the similitude of God. Verse 10, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Do any of us have any work to do with our tongue? You speak fear, you speak doubt, you speak blessings, you speak life. You bless people, you curse people. We've got to get this tongue in check. Amen. Amen. Mm. Now, go with me, uh, James chapter 4. James chapter 4. So we're talking about going to the Lord and, and having your prayers answered, right? right? We're on the power's wheel. We're looking at things in our life going, Lord, created me a pure heart. The word of God is identifying things in our lives that could show us if we have a heart condition. You may not have a heart condition, but at least you'll know the word of God that reveals things in us to protect us from having a heart condition, right? That shows you things that you can mess up with your own tongue if you're not careful, right? And as you move forward, that you see the Lord move on your behalf. Amen. He says, He says, In verse four, I hope you're there. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. That you may spend it on your own pleasures. Is it possible that when we go to the Lord and ask, we can also mess that up because we're asking amiss? Well, Lord, if I was just a millionaire, yeah. If you're a millionaire, would you still come to church? Would you still serve the Lord if if He if He made you a millionaire right now? Maybe you you hit the lottery, and would you still serve the Lord? Amen. What? Where is, you know, we talked about on Sunday about the the lust of money, the love of money yeah. of all evil. Money is not evil in itself. It's the lust in the in the in the love of it that drives people away from God where they think they don't need God anymore. Hello. Perfect example. I've known people that have been down and out, and we've helped them in this church. Me and my wife have helped them personally. We've, we've seen people on, on what I would call skid grow, the rock bottom, if you will, the, 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 uh, the Peapodville. They are just don't have homes, don't have play You, you provide water, you provide food and tuna, and, and, and you try to say, come to the Lord, come to the Lord. And they, some reject the Lord, still living in Peapodville, Some come to the Lord and they give their heart to Jesus. The Lord starts moving on their behalf. Right? They wanted blessings. They wanted provision. They wanted friends. They wanted to feel important. They wanted to to get in the body. They wanted a house. They wanted a husband. They wanted people. And they get, God gives them all that. And over a period of time, they get comfortable and comfortable, and more comfortable, and they forget the benefits of God. And I've warned them, and I've warned them in every Christian growth class, forget the benefits of God. Because He brought us out of a mess. So when God blesses you, please don't forget where you came from and how God moved on your behalf. Because sometimes people are asking, they're asking amiss, and they're like, well, how'd you get on this rabbit trail? Because people will ask for blessings and material things only to turn and they take Jesus and they go, don't need him anymore. Maybe God's protecting us from some things too that we, we're not millionaires because we, we may ask amiss. You know. The Word of God says that if you're faithful with the little, he'll make you ruler over much. If we're not faithful with $5, why would God ever multiply it to $10 if we can't be faithful with a little bit? If He brings $10 to you and you don't see the benefits of God give giving praise, why would He bring a 1000 to you? Right? I've had to minister to people like this and they get mad at me because, because I'm trying to teach them like listen, you want all the benefits you ask and you seek But you're asking to miss because God knows your heart condition and how you're going to use it. As the Lord blesses us in our ministry, remember, Pastor said on Sunday, he's not the ties police, right? He's not the offerings police. It's the Word of God. You see, there's something in me that says, "Thank you, Lord." And I honor him with my wealth, with my life, with my time. Amen. Amen. If, if, if he just gives us everything, oh, and then we say, well, I'm good, I don't need you anymore, Lord. That's what happens when people don't come back to church and you see the empty chairs. They've forgotten the benefits of God. There's too many people that God has blessed them, and we've prayed for them, but their tongue gets them in trouble because they ask amiss. I don't want want you to ask amiss. I want God to bless you, but I, I hope that your hearts are pure before God that when He blesses you, that you know what to do with it. Because if you're faithful with the little, I'm telling you, right? If you're faithful with the little that He gives you, and He starts pouring more onto you, and you understand with this tongue that, that the doubting goes away and you thank You, Lord. Amen. And you ask and you seek Him and you, and you knock and you say, Lord, thank You for that provision. Thank You for making a way. Thank, thank You for healing. You recognize that and you, you get this tongue in check and you, you start to begin to see because you, you, you ask, and you, well, why are they blessed? Why are they blessed? I don't understand why, why they get promoted and why they get... The, I have that all the time. Why do they have this? Why do you have that? They don't know what you had to do to get there, do they? Right. Yeah. If they would only, if I can only get some people just to listen for half hour and say, listen. Yeah. If you believe in faith and not doubt. Watch God move on your behalf and whatever it is. And people say, well, that's easy for you to say. I'm still waiting on this. I'm still waiting on this. Trust in the Lord. Rely on the Lord. We went a lot of years praying over a couple different subjects that I won't share all over Facebook. But you probably realize the one I'm talking about. And it weighted us down severely. I I I went through a period of time where I'm like, Lord, are you even listening to me? Are you hearing me? And I had to get in the right place and sow seed in areas. And watch God move on my behalf. Amen? I would see, it, I would seek, and I would, I would sow into the ministry and pray and we would believe, and we would, we would, we'd sow seed and, and seed offerings and tithe, and we would bless, and even when we didn't have it, we said, "Lord, I'm giving this to you in this area, or I'm going to help out in the church, and I'm going to in this area." And it took a long time, but God moved on our behalf. Why? Because we kept asking. We kept seeking. And we kept knocking. And we called upon the Lord in reverence and, and, trying, to, and trying to seek the Lord. That he, would, that he would bless. Amen? So if any of you are in that situation that I don't want to get in your business and meddle, but I know what it's like to be multiple years waiting on things to happen. And off camera, I would tell you, I'll, I'll reveal it to you if you'd like to know. Because when you went through a battle and you went through a trial, you counter all joy as you go through the trial. And you learn to rejoice. And you learn to speak faith and not doubt. And you, and you learn to get your eyes upon Jesus. And you, you say, our Father in Heaven, hallowed be Your holy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will in our home. Your will where you want me to go. Your will on what you want to provide. Your will of who we meet and who we talk to. Rejoice in the trial, rejoice in the wait. Keep the tongue in check, not doubting. Because one who doubts is that double minded man. Does that help any of you tonight? Amen. I teach from it because I had to live through it. And Jesus taught it in the scriptures. James talks about it. So when we ask, let's ask for all the right reasons. Let's let's ask according to his will. Where he'd have me to go. According to his provision, right? According to his word. Doesn't the word of God say that I'll give you the desires of your heart? It does, doesn't it? Check your heart, right? Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew me in that steadfast spirit. Check the tongue. So you're going to be watching it now. I bet, I bet this happens to so you, be like, oh, ah. Because it does me when I read it this week. When people were around me, did I doubt and do I start speaking negative or do I sp- start speaking live? Do I start, st- start speaking positive or negative? Fear or faith? Right? So I encourage you to ask, to seek, to knock. And watch what God happens, what God does in your life. Watch what happens when you trust, when you believe in faith. And God opens up doors. Amen. Right? Amen? So God bless you that are watching tonight. I pray that this word helps any of you. For it's helped me. It's helped mold me to get rid of that fear. To get rid of that doubt. To not question. Say, Lord, I trust you. I believe in you that you're going to make a way. And if you have that need tonight, we'll pray with you or believe with you. If things aren't right between you and the Lord, today's the day of salvation. If you want to see your prayers answered, get right with God. Get in the Father's house. Get back right with that relationship. And then let's take steps forward. Moving forward in the Lord. Amen. And watch God move. We'll be expecting you. We'll hope to hear from you. And see you this Sunday, 10 a.m. Back here at the river. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the river, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc dot org. God bless you.